0: Welcome to Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the metaverse. My name is Renee from the Long Reply, and today we're going to talk about the real-world metaverse. And for this, I'm honored to have a special expert guest today, Tori Smith. Hi Tori, and welcome to the show. How are you today?
1: I'm very well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as it relates to, well, computer graphics, metaverse, and all the related things, of
1: course? Of course. Yeah, thanks. Uh, So again, my name is Tori. I have really two passions that I've been really excited about for a lot of my career. Uh, First is maps, and the second is games. Um, So uh, the role I have at Niantic is actually like really, really a dream job for me. Uh, My background's in mechanical engineering. I spent the first... Five or six years of my career working on building maps and localization systems for self-driving cars, um, figuring out how to help cars figure out exactly where they are in the world and figuring out how those perception systems work as well. Uh, The three years I spent uh, immediately prior to joining Niantic, I was at Mapbox uh, working on a vision SDK for augmented reality navigation and driver assistance. And then since of uh, the beginning of 2021, uh, I've been the product manager at Niantic working on our visual positioning system, uh, which just launched last month.
0: All right. Well, that's exciting. And we're definitely going to talk about the VPS system. But let's start with a simple but also complex question because it's the metaverse, right? So what is the metaverse for you and where do you see the potential?
1: Great question. So I, I think Unfortunately, the metaverse is—it's uh, a bit of a buzzword, um, and it's been described in a lot of ways. I think it's a—it's actually pretty short, which is nice. But I think the uh, my favorite definition I have come across is the metaverse is the internet in three D, uh, which is really a—I a, a, think a nice pithy way of thinking about it. And it's this, I think, also captures the fact that the metaverse can be uh, virtual reality; it can be augmented reality but the real difference here is instead of experiencing the content through a web browser, you are experiencing it in a much more immersive way. Um, and thinking about what that means for us at, at Niantic, uh, we're focused on augmented reality. Uh, if you look like our, at our company's mission, uh, we're focused on uh, inspiring people to explore the world together, uh, which I think is uh, a really a really inspiring mission. Uh, it also, uh, is it's, it's both a blessing and a curse because I do think, uh, augmented reality is a little bit more difficult than virtual reality because in augmented reality, you don't have control over the outside world. You have to actually additively create experiences that live on top of the real world. And there's some parts of the real world that you can sort of, you can set expectations, but you can't control them the way you can in a virtual experience, in a virtual reality experience.
0: And and fully agree. Uh, I think like the most exciting part is really when we for these metaverse experiences when we connect the real world into our you know virtual or digital replica. If we if we make those bridges and connections, and like I said, augmented reality is one of those. And of course, like you know, a lot of people. Um, I'm getting a little bit philosophic, sorry folks, but a lot of people, when you know, when, when they hear about the metaverse, or a lot of folks I talk to these days that are very much like, ah, nope, that's not going to happen, and you know, very much hesitant, um, always have this kind of, um, you know, perception in their mind about this are just pure virtual worlds, right? These are games and it's just mm-hmm. VR and, and all of this stuff. And uh, when you start to talk and explain a little bit that it's much more, and the real value for me as well is is when we connect. The real world into the, the virtual world um, then they realize oh actually there's more potential to this and you know no one wants to replace our beautiful real world with virtual worlds right like we want to have an think about it more as an as an you know at, attachment or another uh, mode to engage but yes i'm so i love what what you guys are doing with the the real world meta and i keep on using the term too. So this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Niantic has been working on, on geolocation-based games for a very long time. And mm-hmm. like you said, recently opened up the API for third-party developers with the uh, Niantic Lightship platform. And so can you tell us a, a bit about what it is and how can developers get started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that's that's very true with virtual reality, also augmented reality, is it's gated behind a lot of really tough foundational problems, uh, regardless of what you're building. Um, this is especially true in, in AR. So understanding things like depth and semantics and occlusion, uh, which we sometimes just sort of package in and call that contextual awareness. So like understanding the shape of the space you are in, um, understanding things like physics. Like if you are going to render objects, being able to know like where the walls are and how those objects should interact with the walls, the ceiling, the floor, other objects, or even uh, virtual or uh, sorry, animated, like people or pets that are in the scene uh, is really tough. Um, there's also lots of problems around things like networking. If you want to build experiences for, for multiple players or have shared experiences, and then obviously what what I'm, or maybe obviously or not, obviously what I'm most excited about is actual location based AR. So, the, the ability to create experiences at real world locations that have, uh, that actually it matters where the experience is happening. Uh, and this has a lot of potential for shared experiences because a lot of our existing games, especially if you think about things like Pokemon Go, are, are based around real world locations that are meaningful. So, it, it creates a lot of opportunities for engagement and sharing those experiences with with others, which is really fundamental to to our mission here. So for us, the Lightship platform basically packages a lot of those fundamental technologies that make real-world AR possible into a Unity SDK that allows developers to start building new AR experiences faster than ever before, and just quickly takes you from your idea to being able to, to sandbox, prototype, iterate, uh, and, and do that really quickly. And in terms of getting started, anyone can just get started for free on lightship.dev and just download what we call the ARDK, which is just our, our augmented reality developer kit and start building immediately.
0: And you should all do this. I can tell you, I did, uh, uh, I worked with the ARTK beginning last year or so when you, when you got some early access program or so, I was lucky enough to get into that. And I was, I was trying it out myself, um, like with typical locations. I, I typically test for you know, augmented reality, or well, actually computer vision, right? Because what I was most interested about is, was the spatial reconstruction, the spatial mapping of the ARDK. How well can it perceive the real world just mm-hmm. by using um, like a monoclonal RGB camera in the end on a mobile phone, right? Yep. And uh, I, like my, I did some experiments last year. For example, um, I compared it with the same scene where I used the HoloLens five years ago. Mm-hmm. And the spatial reconstruction, the spatial mapping, is on par with what we have with a HoloLens a few years ago. But the HoloLens is much more sensors. It has a depth camera, a time-of-flight camera. And so mm-hmm. it has much, much more signals, much more data than just basically when I was using the ARTK. It was on a cheap Android phone with just one single RGB camera. And I get get this kind of similar spatial mapping. So I could run, like like you said, right? I could... For example, now I have the mapping of the real world, I can run physics with it, I can have virtual kind of objects like roll down a real world hill and that kind of stuff. And long story short, what I'm trying to say is ARDK is amazing uh, and and a very good piece here. And there's this new feature you mentioned, VPS. So let's talk about this a little bit more in detail because this is also very much exciting. So let's talk about the geolocation and the visual positioning system, the VPS, which can enhance your geolocation with more precise location, right? Based on computer vision and image analysis in the end. And so how does it work and what's so unique about Niantic's approach here?
1: Great question. So if going back to that definition that I love um, of the the metaverse for AR being the the Internet in 3D, Effectively, what VPS or our, the Lightship Visual Positioning System does is we're telling you instead of your web address for the reg- <laughs> for the for today's internet, we are telling you your exact physical address in the metaverse, and we're doing that to within a few centimeters. Uh, one one caveat here, like yes, you can get your your rough location with with GPS, uh, but one thing you cannot get with GPS today is the understanding of exactly what you are looking at, in addition to where you are. So a term we'll sometimes use is is six DOF or six degree of freedom. So we actually tell you your exact uh, location in terms of X, Y, and Z, but also we describe the vector of where your eyeball is and what exactly what it is looking at, which is necessary if you are going to render things into the scene and have them show up and interact with a scene the way that a human is expecting to have that happen. Uh, one other really important concept for Vps is the concept of persistence uh, most AR experiences if you don't have a way to have that content stay in place and be anchored to to the real world those experiences are going to be ephemeral so even even if you have like a good understanding of, of depth and and semantics uh, for example if you you start an experience in a park and you you throw a bunch of like footballs or soccer balls into the park. And they like, they bounce on the ground and they roll like they're supposed to. And then you turn off your device and go back, you know, a few minutes later, none of that stuff is gonna be there anymore because you're not storing a map of that place. What, what VPS allows you to do is it effectively, uh, when you go to a location that is part of the map, every time you create an object or have an interaction, that interaction is actually anchored in place by your understanding of that, that environment. So you're effectively creating spatial bookmarks, which in, are often referred to as anchors that tie that content to real world locations. Uh, and that's that's really powerful because that not only allows you to have an experience that you can revisit at, at different times yourself, but it also means that you can share that experience with other people. So it allows different users and at different times to have that same experience. And specifically with VPS, there's a couple Uh, special ways that we do this at Niantic that make it especially powerful. So one of the most important differentiators we have is the fact that we are working with crowdsourced data. Um, So one one exciting thing for for us is we already have uh, probably the largest AR game ever created, which is is Pokemon Go. And we've been crowdsourcing data with the Pokemon Go community for years. And this has given us this really rich corpus of user-generated data, or UTC, from which we've been able to activate locations on VPS in places that are naturally already very popular for real-world AR gameplay, and that the quantity of that data means that we not only have, uh, we're not only able to build very accurate maps, but we're we'll also be able to build very fresh maps because uh, these are these are a lot of folks that play this game every single day, which allows us to keep up with the real world. Like one of the one of the challenges of map making that extends to all types of maps is map making is inherently Sisyphean, like the job is never done. Even if we had a perfect map of the entire world today, it would already be out of date tomorrow. So the the this ecosystem that we have to create between folks that are making use of the map and then folks that are contributing back to the map is really critical. Um, and the other, the other nice thing that you actually just alluded to, uh, until quite recently, a lot of these technologies have also been gated behind very expensive hardware. And hardware is still a challenge uh, for augmented reality. But one thing that's really exciting about just the current state of, uh, of smartphones is uh, that they're quite ubiquitous. So like our, our system today no longer requires LiDAR for, for scanning the world or for using VPS, which means there are already billions of devices in users' hands that can take advantage of this right away. Uh, I guess one one last thing to point out that's really helpful is as a developer using, using our VPS, you're not starting from scratch. You don't need to go out and map map the whole world in order to build these experiences because we already have uh, millions and millions of scans and some of the most popular AR gaming places in the world that are all part of one shared map. That So basically you get access to the exact same mapped world that we have access to for our games. And you know that you're also benefiting from that ecosystem. So joining in that and basically being part of that flywheel, where building more experiences draws more users, contributes more data back into that map, is what makes us such a a valuable uh, platform to join. This is
0: great. Um, So I think you can also create your own VPS maps for locations that don't have a VPS map available yet from the crowdsourcing, right? So, uh, for example, I found this um, Niantic Wayfarer app where I can uh, use a, an iPhone to scan a certain location, and this will create my visual map, basically, from the surrounding, which I then can plug into the VPS system of Niantic.
1: Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so one, one, one challenge about building for the real-world metaverse is that you need to actually go to one of these locations in order to understand the experience and build it. So we, we realize it's it's not an ideal situation as a developer if you need to uh, build your application and then you know drive or walk or take the bus to the nearest VPS activated location. So we've created uh, sort of this ad hoc mapping system that can allow, allow developers to, if I just wanted to turn around and build a map of my kitchen, uh, I could do that and then build an experience in my kitchen and rapidly iterate on that just from my desk instead of needing to travel every time I want to see something. Um so that's that was one of the really important first features that we built for our public beta.
0: Makes a lot of sense and I love the the kind of developer thinking, right? Like to to make the workflow a little bit easier because it's always so time consuming especially if you're building AR apps, right? Just the mm-hmm. deployment and all testing it takes so much time. But yeah, great stuff. Hey, Tori, thank you so much um, for all these insights. We're unfortunately already at the end of the show. We could talk for many more hours, and I'm, I'm super excited and stoked about uh, what you're developing over there. Again, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights. Very much appreciated.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, and thanks everyone for joining us for yet another episode of Meta Minutes, your bite sized pieces of the Metaverse. Uh, watch our blog and follow our social media channels to hear all about the next episodes and of course subscribe to our channel and you can all watch the previous episodes on our website of course well until then take care and see you soon in the metaverse